down your unders. Down your unders. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Art of War. Down Under. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 137 of the Art of War Down Under podcast. My name is Adam Camilleri, and thank you so much for joining me for this episode. You, you are champions, one and all. This is the ninth stats episode, stats, live stats, ladder update thing on the show. Myself and the wonderful Falcon. Hello, sir. I've been updating and maintaining a living faction ladder, a live faction ladder that we update. Usually we try and do it every three months during the COVID and the dark times. We did it like once every six months, maybe. I think there's like an eight month gap between Mm -hmm. one of them. And uh, this one has been exactly 12 episodes in between. So exactly 12 weeks since our last one. This is perfect cherry ripe, exactly where we want it to be. Hello, Peter. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm awesome. Just living my best life, man. How are you? I'm good. You're you're, uh, in the process of running a, well, your own convention. You've lovingly called it what? Falcon. Yeah, Falcon, Falcon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I um, made you say it so that you can cringe. <laughs> it's yeah, it's um it, it wasn't my idea, but uh, I've run with it. It's uh, in conjunction with the East Coast Comic Book Expo. It happens June 10th and 11th here in Moncton. I haven't done a lot of advertising yet because I'm kind of waiting for some um there's a couple details we're trying to iron out. The city that we're ha- hosting it in is going to be providing some extra support, so I'm hoping I can uh, like lower the cost of tickets and stuff uh, in advance of mm-hmm. everything coming out, um, which will be super. But we've got a ma- a huge venue. We've got I've got tables and terrain for 40k galore. Uh, we're looking at trying to have both a 40k and AOS major in the same spot. Uh, I just ordered the trophies, so they'll be here in the next month. Yeah, things are looking up. I'm pretty excited, and uh, that's been a little bit of my focus. Uh, my work with uh, Goonhammer has been taking up a, a good amount of my free time as well, and mm-hmm. just you know, working and being a single dad and all that the stuff yeah. that that you know does. Dude. So. Intense. Uh, you've already think you've already plugged the things and the stuff. This is a two-part podcast, guys. If you want to get the second part of this one, which will be a bunch of stats questions, lovingly curated and chucked up by our Patreon group and our Discord server. And Peter and I are going to answer all those questions. We're going to talk some smack as well about the state of the game. Talk about our musings and findings and feelings. Uh, maybe have some DNMs. We will see what happens. But please, if you want to go on that jump and jump onto that part two, you can find it over on Art of War Down Under over on Patreon. I'm recording from the Florida Art of War Trap House. I'm using one of the standing microphones, and I'm using a brand new recording software as well. If this audio is noticeably different, hopefully it is better. And if it is, please give me that feedback so I can know uh, what to buy when I get home. Because uh, naturally, when I'm traveling on the road, I use a very portable uh, like I use just a laptop and a headset pretty much to get by because um, I never know if I'm going to have a better setup. And when I get home, I tend to have a much better setup in the, in about the month after I get back, which is going to be in about uh, probably about two months, a month and a half from now. So you can look forward to that then. But if, yeah, if this is the quality that you guys like, if this is a notable step, step up from my usual fare, um, let me know and I'll make sure to get what I've got right in front of me. Peter, it's stats time. Tell us hey. about the artist set we are working with how much you've got and uh what have you managed to gather and uh, and push to pull together since last time so this one's a little bit different the last time we ran one was just prior to lvo and we kind of used that uh 
we used a data set that kind of took us uh, in almost into January. I think mm-hmm. it was just at the beginning of January. Um, because uh, LVO kind of marked the last weekend of uh, the Nephilim, mm-hmm. uh, you know, GT pack, and we moved into Ark of Omens, um, I've kind of ignored that two-week period that we had there. Like, so that last two weeks of January, I'm not including in this data set where normally I would have in between, simply because it's a completely different mission pack. Yeah. And we had a balanced data slate and an MFM that completely uh, upended the game, right? Like we And we knew it was going to. So the um, I think, you know, in terms of changes from one data slate, uh, from one, you know, uh, rankings to another, this is going to be the, the biggest in terms of changes because... Um, like the S tier factions for the most part are no longer S tier factions. Yeah, the A tier, yeah. most of the A tier factions are no longer A tier. Like we've seen massive jumps for some factions and just absolute, you know, bottom out drops for others. Mm. Um, so we're really using like a, basically like a six to eight week period right now um, from the beginning of February until, uh, until this weekend. So like about a, yeah, seven weeks of data. Yep. It's still because we're, we're looking at like, 12 gts a week these these days it's still uh pretty extensive well it's still almost i believe it's uh just over 100 tournaments you're looking at um you know that we're still looking in like well above the five to six thousand games worth that i'm usually looking for to to start saying what is good and what isn't um like we're looking at you know 15 16 thousand games Mm. easily already so not not insignificant indeed mm-hmm. um so jumping in have have you made any advancements in the tracking of stats recently anything new to this data set that may not have been here last time or anything you've got in the works that'll be in place for the next one i'm still kind of running it the old-fashioned way um yeah, yeah, yeah. you know i do been counting been counting but like with the now with the help of Goonhammer, we're able to scrape a lot of data uh make that make the the, the data accumulation side easier for me because it's mostly automated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's more a lot uh, uh, for now. My, my days are spent mostly being like, this doesn't look right. Can someone double check that we did it properly or did we miss yeah. an event or what have you? Um, and then, so I, I have more time to just scan what's already there. Um, and not only that, but not, uh, not only do I use the stuff, you know, the calculations that I put in place that Goonhammer now just automates for me. I do look at what, you know, my compatriots over at StatCheck do because they do amazing work. And I, I try to study what I can of, uh, of their work with their, um, you know, um, CRS scores and, yeah. uh, overrepresentation. Um, I do try to take a little bit of that into account. Luckily, the the thing about good stats, good nitty gritty stats, is often um, like they just reinforce a position that you already have once once mm. you're good at looking at the data, right? Like if I know to look at first round loss and T whip, they will generally match what you're going to expect to see out of the like the the uh, combined scores you see out of say Stat Check or anybody else. Yeah, to- totally makes sense to me. All right, going back through our previous, our most listed. <laughs> and definitely most listed uh, faction ladder starting at the D tier. This is the bottom factions performing from the most recent we did. So about three months ago. So this is as we were leaving the Nephilim uh, data set. D tier consists of Imperial Fists, hilariously Dark Angels, Death Watch, mm-hmm. Raven Guard, Iron Hands, Black Templar, Space Wolves, Salamanders, Ultramarines, and Admechs. So literally just about every Space Marine, with the mm-hmm. exception of, I think, one 
yes, with the exception of Blood Angels, um, that is everyone and Admech in the D tier. The C tier consists of Death Guard, Astra Militarum, and Grey Knights. B tier is Orcs, Drakari, Chaos Knights, and Blood Angels. A tier, Necrons, Custodes, Tau, Imperial Knights, Chaos Space Marines, Craftwood Elder, Jinsteel Cults, and Sisters of Battle. And then the S tier, Votan, Thousand Sons, Chaos Demons, Tyranids, and Harlequins. And if I remember correctly, I think our Votan um, prediction, that was without without much of a data set to back it. That was our kind of our, more of a prediction than a, an, informed, yeah. an informed choice, yeah? And was this we'd, pre- we'd seen some results, so we knew they were capable. Um, yeah. But it was like it was a very small data set. Yeah, like, and was this before or after the the, the pre nerfs? This so was the, this was after the first two sets of nerfs. It was after both sets of nerfs. Okay, so it was yeah. after the points. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, and we still opportunistically put them in S tier as the, the the data initial data was telling us because of course they weren't played extensively at LVO. Um, a lot of the models weren't available, and of course the same for oh, man, now. Maybe I'm wondering if no, we didn't. Let me see. I, I've got a feeling LVO. we. Did, did this? We so we did this like two or three weeks before LVO because it was exactly twelve, exactly twelve weeks ago. Yeah, um, I believe we did it after the first set of nurse, probably not the second. Yeah, I, I got a feeling we we can't we did it before most of the models were out in, in mm-hmm. people's hands. Um, but anyway, back again, just to, just to summarize, every Space Marine with the exception of Blood Angels is in D tier plus Admech, Death Guard, Guard, and Grey Knights, Orcs, Drakari, Chaos Knights, Blood Angels, Necrons, Custodes, Tau, Imperial Knights, Chaos Space Marines. Crawford Elder, GSC, and Sisters, and then, yeah, Votan, T-Suns, Chaos Demons, Tyranids, and Harlequins, and of course, the T-Suns were there because of that ridiculous Flamers and T-Suns build. So, mm-hmm. my dude, without further ado, let us jump in. What is in that D tier, to your best knowledge? So, right now, um, Imperial Fists, somehow, even with all the buffs, <laughs> not, I mean, it's because no one's playing. It really exactly, right. Literally exactly. no one because they're the worst Marines. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, but still like a 25% win rate. At this there, point. Ain't, there ain't enough free war gear in the world to make those no, rules. Even the, for the like 10 people that are still trying to make them work, you know, like they're winning one in four games. Uh, so Imperial Fist's definitely still at the bottom. White Scars and Death Watch, statistically, 38% win rates, very low uh, average first round loss, no T-Whip. Once again, nobody's playing them. And I th- I think yeah. I think that's a debt. Uh, like, I don't think that's a... I think that's a bit of a hit on, like the. It's more the fact that there are what we'll see later S tier Space Marine armies mm-hmm. that people would, are just going to play instead. Yeah, just, um, and Death Watch is is hard to put together. Like you need to customize mm-hmm. everything every time there's an update. So now Waskars is interesting because Waskars is good. And I believe they are good. Yes, but but they're being running. they're being overshadowed by the. I guess the Blood Angels hanger honorers, and now I think uh, it's probably Space Wolves. Uh, Space Wolves and Iron Hands, I like yeah. the big uh, and yeah. So the Space Wolves players because they're basically running the like a White Scars list, um, yeah. and yeah. So yeah, they, like that's what's happening there. I think with the mm-hmm. White Scars because I do believe there's a lot of play in White Scars. It's just I, why agree. play that when yeah, exactly you play the same thing, just as good in combat from possibly earlier in the game mm-hmm. and. Combi melted, multi melted, literally everywhere. <laughs> yeah, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, anything else in DTL? Oh uh, yes, uh, Chaos Space Marines. I believe at this point are now a D. Uh, wow. I believe like most Chaos Space Marine lists are D tier. Um, <laughs> it's actually hard. Mm, you know what? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off on saying Chaos Space Marines. Uh, Admech, they've won one event. They have hit T Whip twice. Good old uh, Alex and Glazios from Australia. Yeah. 
They're still sitting at only a 37% win rate. And Alex is an amazing player mm-hmm. out of Australia. But I also heard that the terrain at that event maybe was a little bit open on some of the tables. And so when you're playing a, a massively shooty army like mm-hmm. Alex is, like that's just going to be amazing, right? Um, like I heard he practically tabled Brody turn one in their wow. game. Wow. In the final turn. Uh, in the final uh, round of that game, uh, Brody Middleton. Um, and then I would say probably Thousand Sons. I think that's your that's your yeah. D tier now. Thousand Sons, Admech, um, Deathwatch, White Scars. Like they're in there just for statistically, but it's because nobody's playing them. I believe yeah. more than anything. Um, and then yeah. Imperial Fists makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, Imperial Fists being literally the worst of the Space Marines, and they have literally been for the entirety of this edition. Like, mm-hmm. that has not changed at any point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, White Scars, because they're are probably the worst of the melee Marines, unfortunately, um, even though they're still very good. And Death Watch, very hard to put together. Somehow still feel expensive compared to every other Marine. They're still expensive. And <laughs> if you're going to run shooty Marines, you're just going to run Iron Hands instead. Exactly right. Or um, run, or run uh, Ravenwing, you know? They're, yeah. They're so much better. Admech, probably for the same reasons as the others. Like, there's actually just a very small player base. I think Admech's actually very strong. I think, I think they should be very strong. Uh, they yeah. were, to me, when we first saw the changes uh, to points uh, in the new MFM, mm-hmm. To me, like they got such a glow up just off points Dude. alone. I, uh, I I don't think I highlighted it enough how much they got, and plus their secondaries are actually good now. They're mm-hmm. not the best in the game, but they are very very solid. Uh, like they they definitely feel like they should be more of a a B like mm-hmm. a high B a high C B low B tier army. Yeah, but that like they're not putting up results. Like and um, it's so far it's showing. That's not exactly. to say that we might like Alex or somebody might uh, go on a run with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, yeah. And then Thousand Suns losing the benefits, um, like losing the fact that flamers are really only good yep. now in mono demons yep. um, is a huge hit to that army. Their secondaries ah. aren't aren't good enough to to carry them any longer. Um, so yeah. lit- literally today, I played um, Grey Knights, my Grey Knights, into Nick on T Suns, and Matt, they just they just haven't got much play. They just no. really don't because they just have no melee, and this game is so polarized by your ability to shoot and punch, or yeah. to to stay at and shoot at twenty four inches or further away. The fact that they need to get with they're they're in eight essentially, or they do all the damage at eighteen inches because of all their spells and their smites, just means that they just get punched. Mm-hmm. They just get punched, and they can't stop it. So it just it, they're in a, they're in a rough spot. I'd like to see some changes coming in for them. Seriously, just go through and just give Scarabacol Terminators another attack. Like everyone just gets another attack. Yeah. <laughs> just just do it. Uh, they they really need it. Uh, what's so in C tier? I have uh, assumed this is where Chaos Space Marines are going because you do want yeah. to them Chaos Space Marines are here um, because like Emperor's Children have fallen off the map. Mm-hmm. Um, Creations of Bile fell off the map. Uh, like the hits to Chaos Space Marines, losing Armor of Contempt was so yeah. massive for them, of, uh, it, more than anybody else, I think. The same story as the T Suns, but they yeah. actually have, they're the inverse. They they do all their damage in combat. They have their shooting is barely noticeable on the radar compared to what we're dealing with at the moment. Um, yep. You look at what Iron Hand, Space Wolves, Dark Angels produce, and then you look at what the best shooting out of Chaos Space Marines. Is not even 500 points of the best shooting out of Iron Hands. Like it, it's kind of uh, obscene. Yeah. Um, and now that durability is gone as well. Like you, we've seen a couple of people hit T Whip with uh, Chaos Marines lists, but it's very, it's like, it's like yeah, mostly Black Legion or? 
Uh, I think it's between it's mostly word bearers more than anything. Uh, yeah. Because yep, yep. um, like you can make, especially now with uh, cogs of Vashdor, even though Vashdor himself is uh, like a gigantic steaming pile of garbage. <laughs> his his army for now is actually sick. It's actually yeah. kind of cool. Like the stuff and, you can do can with with them, like the like I there, there could be a chaos space marine list there that little to something because you can make a lord of skulls do some pretty nasty I stuff think, as well as dude i 100 i 100 think there is a list there but it needs to be on a, i think it needs player place terrain at a minimum to be mm-hmm. able to go or it needs to be at a team's list but dude seriously um double disco with vashtor uh two two or three decimators a couple of venom crawls and a lord of skulls that is a list that's a that good is, list yeah that'll, that'll do damage that will shake people to their core yeah. um all right what else is in uh, uh uh, Tyranids, 42% win rate. They've hit T-Whip four times. They've gone undefeated once with a Leviathan build. Wow. Uh, Leviathan Gaunt Spam, I believe, was what did it. Um, <laughs> but still, like, it's... They they really felt... Like, they got hit with so many nerfs. Um, and finally, like, they had their back broken. Finally, after, you know, like, how many times we tried to... Uh, GW finally was just like, fine, let's just murder the book. Um, so Tyranid's way down 42% win rate now 1.7 average first round loss which is extremely low Um, they have had four people still hit T-Whip though and they have had that one undefeated so like there's still a possibility of game in the right scenario but it's like crash and burn Yeah. Um, Death Guard also a C-tier army we have seen also a Death Guard list one Death Guard list go undefeated um but still a 43% win rate, slightly better than Nids. Um, after that, we're looking at Imperial Knights. Wow, had, a big drop off. They are uh, uh, also at a 42% win rate, average first round loss 1.75, so only slightly better. Like, so but, overtly, what, what changed to make Knights worse? I mean, obviously, a bunch of their Predator lists got better. I mean, Iron Hands is notably a horrific matchup for them. Um, Iron Hands is a horrific matchup. Um, Gene Stealer Cult's getting better. is yes. terrible for yes. uh, for Imperial Knights. And uh, Dark Angels, I, like... Yeah. I mean, outside, outside, outside taking the mortal wound magic and rolling yeah. enough sixes, there's really nothing they got. They really have nothing for that matchup. Yeah, they so, like, they're... The best matchups in the game, they really haven't. But also, too. We just just forgot about guard. Oh yes, yeah, sorry. And guard, guard do so best. So we oh, have Lord. had you know three people go undefeated with knights, um, mm-hmm. but they were I believe all at very small GTs. Yeah. Um, and it like there's a lot of people still playing knights, so they yeah like they can't carry it. It's still a, so, a terribly low. We forgot to do the thing again, mate. So oh, we're, this, this is the ninth one we're doing here, and we've we've only done the thing twice. What okay. does T what does T with mean? Oh yes. Let's let's define our definitions. So for me, as someone that's been um, that's been like following stats now for fuck whatever five years now, um, the two main stats I look at before I look at anything else to determine like how a faction is performing are average first round loss, which is um the the average time uh, a list loses its first game um because that's a very high identifier to me after all this time like the mm-hmm. best identifier of how well a faction's performing and then the other one is a, a, a statistic that uh we call t-whip uh tournament and winning position and that is a percentage of the lists uh mm-hmm. that go um at least 4 and 0 oh at an event 
Um, so when we look at all of the events that have happened since the basically since the beginning of February until now, um, how many lists have at least gone four and or better? Um, and then what percentage of those lists are for any of these factions? So in this case, uh, so if you have say like a, a 10% T whip, it means 10% of the lists that have gotten to four and O have been for this faction. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can look at that and then you can compare it to how many, like what the percentage of lists of that faction actually are. So let's say, um, 2% of players run uh harlequins this is something that happened in the past we'll have like two or three percent of fat players run harlequins if only two to three percent of players run harlequins but 20 percent of the lists that hit t-whip are harlequins harlequins yeah. are probably a problem right yes. yeah. um if 10 percent of your lists are guard and 10 percent of the lists that hit t-whip are guard um it means guard are in a very good spot they might be a little overtuned, but mm -hmm. they're not their chances are they're not broken, right? But you still want to look at other stats to verify that. Um, but that's just like an example. So those are things that we do. Um, so yeah, so when I talk about T-Whip percentage or, or our factions that have gone to yep. T-Whip, that's what we're talking about. And those are the things you are weighing up when you decide where things go in these Yeah, teams. and so for me, like, the first thing I do is I look at average first round loss. Is yep. it, because um, an, an average faction should be somewhere around two to... 2.1 to me mm -hmm. a faction that's average to slightly good will be in that range if you're in that 1.89 to 2 it's probably fine it could be a b tier faction uh, might even be an a tier faction based on other statistics but chances are it's a b tier faction lower than a 1.9 or 1.85 or so um, you're looking at C and then yep. once you get below 1.8, it's, it's a D tier faction generally. Yeah. Um, once you get past 2.3, that's like my, holy shit, you need to fix something in <laughs> GW. <laughs> yep. Um, anytime we've had a faction above a 2.3 for average first round loss, like they have been considered Broke. like absolutely yeah. busted. Yeah. Um, yep. And we have gotten as high as over three in the past we with, have. uh, uh, like oh, like that last time we had Iron Hands and Raven Guard uh, at the top. It's so funny you say last time. How 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 interesting. Yeah, <laughs> and we're all yeah. we're doing. It's all the same again. It's so yeah, funny. it's kind of the same again. Yeah, um, and we'll get there as we talk. But yeah, so that's what one of the things. And then for a T Whip, generally, uh, like it's a little more malleable. Like I said, because in the past we've had very strong factions with ten percent of T Whip, but at the same time they also were ten to twelve percent of the people playing lists, that list, mm -hmm. like playing any kind of game. So it wasn't as bad as, say, when, you know, uh, Harlequins or Tyranids were at it where they were only 5%, but they still made up 10 or 15% of T-Whip. Or, you know, when uh, Space Marines have been good, generally you'll see 9 or 10% of uh, people playing Space Marines, and then 40% of them are the ones hitting T-Whip, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that's problematic, so... Yeah, absolutely is. Um, is there anything else in C tier? Uh, where did I stop? Uh, Imperial Knights. I would say we Necrons are C tier army. Yep, there's a there's a good amount. Um, and then there's a lot that are kind of on the cusp of B to C. Like Drukhari are probably a C, in my opinion, a C tier army. They have an at one point eight four average first round loss. They have had two people go undefeated, but they're like a forty three percent win rate. Yeah. Ultramarines, just they've had one guy and go undefeated, a forty percent win rate. They're they're another faction where like as Marines, 
if they, Iron Hands didn't exist, they'd probably be way better. Exactly right. They do some awesome stuff, but there's just one that exists that is just supremely better. Yeah. And I the the thing we're seeing here is I think there's a lot of very low B, high C factions, because mm. like Necrons and Sisters are also factions I would normally say are C tier, and I will probably just throw them in there as well. Sisters have a 1.79 average first round loss. Necrons yeah. 1.77. So the Sisters is an interesting one, yeah? Because on paper, it didn't look like they got hurt that much, but I, it, it really shows that the lethality of the game means that a toughness three body without armor contempt is just percentage-wise so much easier to kill all of a sudden. Yeah, you don't so have any then, ability to spike for transhuman or all these other sprinkle defensive options, um, like storm, like so few storm shields as well on yeah. key units. Like it, it's really it's wild. So I would probably argue that sisters could be and should be at the end of uh, the low end of B tier. Yeah, because yeah. despite having a forty-four percent run rate, they have had seven players hit T whip. I thought that's, um, that's that's not insignificant. That is definitely not insignificant. I mean, it's only slightly less than some of the factions we consider good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they've had four people go undefeated with lists. Yeah. Um, you know, Necrons oh. have also had four go undefeated, but they but it's basically the four people that hit T Whip. So like okay. it's that's a little different. And sisters have dropped to only being like three percent of uh the the field, right? And they're still hitting these numbers. So I would say Sisters are probably your lowest B. Necrons mm-hmm. your highest C. So sisters lowest B, lowest C. Oh, sorry, Necrons the highest of the Cs. Yep, Necron highest Cs, and then I would put sisters at the bottom of B. Bottom of B. And with a lot of these, like especially the last few we've talked about, if someone was listening and they're like, "I think they're B tier," and you put them in C, I don't give a shit. You're probably right. <laughs> like it's like, the the differentials become so small. So small. Um, yeah. when you get to the, that's, that it gets kind of, you know, like, who cares? Um, the, don't play these factions, just stop. <laughs> um, at least until 10th edition comes out in the, like, what, three months? Just don't, don't stop playing the game. Uh, no. Um, we mentioned, Jukari. <laughs> we mentioned Jukari. Also at the bottom of B, I would say is Tau at this point. They took a huge hit. They have very similar numbers actually to Jukari. They just have slightly better, uh, T-Whip results. Yep, yep. yep. But like same average first round loss, that, same is, percentage. Is, does that just mean there's better tower players than Drakari players? I think it's just there's more. I think that's it. <laughs> Sorry, just, I was just doing that to stir the pot. There absolutely is. There's just the double the tower players. But there, um, are, there are a lot of tower players. Yeah, and I think that's the only thing holding them down. Like they, you could argue that they're a C tier faction as well, and that's massive because we in the past the last couple our B and A tiers were massive, and I think now they're almost all like C and low B. Like mm. they're so like well, we've cut. We've cut down significantly, boys. Yeah. <laughs> so in the in the previous one, one, two, three, four, five, six, ten, we had thirteen factions in the D and C tier, and now what do we got? One, two, three, four, five. We still have, we still have thirteen. Okay. We still have thirteen in both. Um, did you have you ever mentioned have you mentioned Raven Guard? Oh, um, I'm not. Uh, I'm. You know what? Raven Guard should probably still be a C tier faction. Yeah. Um, they've they've only had like one two people play it, so. Uh, I even I like salamanders and raven guard. I skipped completely uh, because they barely have any results. Um, mm. So shocking, both in C or what do you reckon? Yeah, like the thing is, they have actually really good average first round losses, 
but so few people play them that it's like it's not statistically significant. Just, just a couple of faction specialists, especially on the Raven Guard side. Just a couple of factions, faction specialists holding. There's the whole literally thing six people have played Raven Guard <laughs> in two months, so like it's. It's only because the Art of War boys won't let me. It really just means like <laughs> one guy hit T Whip and it carried the rest of the five guys. Basically, well, now we have fifteen factions in uh, in the the bottom two yeah. brackets. Uh, so back to the B tier. Uh, so um, we have Sisters and Tau so far. What's next? I almost want to put Sisters and Tau back down to C. But anyway. We could like, totally do that. Totally do that, brother. If that's what Let's do it because there's a huge we, jump to the next. To the we next follow part. the stats, mate, and we follow the stats exclusively for this. Our feelings uh, come second. Yeah. So what's the first of the B, B tiers? So this is where we go into Harlequins. Ooh, Harlequins, this is 49%, 49% win rate. Um but their player base has dropped to by nothing. like five sixths, right? It's, like it's they absolutely they make incredible. up 0.5% of people like playing the game right now. 0.5. Yikes. <laughs> so there's like two dudes, but those like two there's dudes. less people playing Harlequins than playing um, like black, pure black Legion. There's less people. Yeah. Like it's just it's not good for like it they, they took hollow. so many nerfs, but mm-hmm. they still manage a, a well, decent win rate. We have seen them getting to top tables frequently. I'm I'm not sure they got nerfed that much. I'm just I just think that all the stat checky portions got taken away and all the jank got given back. All the things that were actually hard to use about Harlequins mm-hmm. got added back in. The hard things to leverage, but mm-hmm. they do have a lot of levers to pull. But their ability to just like. Unga bunga stats check you with Twilight and and or like a Billion Transport. That's 100% yep. got taken away. Yeah. But you're still seeing lights put up results um, in it's, Canada it's and in other places. We've had them hit T-Whip once, but I've like we've seen them get to top tables. Um, mm. Like I've seen I've several top fours, uh, like a lot of four and ones that are Harlequins players. Like and there's a reason why they're almost at a 50% win rate. Mm. Uh, Blood Angels I would put next. In that B yep. tier, forty-seven percent win rate. They've dropped pretty Maybe. a lot since LVO. But that said, like they're still a very good close combat army. Sam Procopio has put up results uh, multiple times up here. He's won a couple events. Uh, gone undefeated a couple of times. Like they still have game. They have so, like you can just take twenty some odd Inferno pistols and and another eight or nine Melta guns in the, in a list. Um, and that will do work if, as long as you're patient, right? You can't, yeah, you can't just charge 20 sanguinary guard into the middle of the board and, and win a game. So like a lot of the, the lower end play is gone, but if you're patient and you still play a, a, a tighter game, you have a chance, right? Gray Knights, I would say also B tier 46% win rate, but their average first round loss is almost at two. It's at 1.94. Um, you know, they've, they've hit, they've won a few events. They've hit T-Whip uh, four or five times. You just, uh, uh, you just wait, man. You just wait. I got Valdosta coming up this weekend, rocking the GKs. Yeah, we're going to turn this baby around. It's T-Whip yeah. time. Wait, I already got T-Whip once. Did Oh, no, no. I have to go. It was a three day. I never mind. Okay. <laughs> Black Templar next. Black Templar, I think have the, have this stuff to be an A tier army, to be honest, but they don't have the player base for it. But 1.98 average first round loss. They've yeah, got T-Whip five times. They've gone undefeated three times. Ben Sherwin's uh, mechanized Black Templar list. I, I'm super in love with. I feel that has it's, it's really good. Amazing legs because I mean, it, like Impulsors with a five up invuln and a free mm-hmm. multi melta. Mm-hmm. Um, gladiators with that five up invuln. Yep. And then you you add all the close combat and you get that 
like that amazing secondary potential with the which the the oath of whatever the vows one, where all you have to do is get an assault marine squad into a back objective at yes. the end of the game, yes. uh, for an extra five points on top of the uh, like seven or eight you're probably going to score. Like mm-hmm. they they've got they're really good. Um, like they they don't you can't just like keyboard mash your way to victory with them. But like I really like the lists. And then I would say the uh, the other army that's in B tier is uh, Leagues of Votan. And they are at the top. Like you, there's a, a small argument to be made that they're like a low end A tier, but 49% win rate isn't the best. Man, they have had nine people hit T whip. They've had seven lists go undefeated. Average first round loss is the same as Templars, though at a 1.9. So. That is fascinating to me that uh, that they're sitting there. There's so many opinions. It seems like everyone's got a Votan opinion. Like it's the oh yeah that everyone has to, like Votan players think they got nerfed too hard. I actually think they got nerfed too hard um, or harder than. I, they I don't think they needed the second round of nerfs. No, um, but I think uh, I I think the the big problem with Votan right now is I believe they have two lists and not, and people still want to run Hearthguard and I blame Richard Siegler for that. <laughs> um, I, I put all every time I go into any kind of leagues of Votan chat and I see someone making a list, they're always like, "And here's my four or my five to eight Hearthguard," and I'm just yeah. like, "Why?" Yeah, they're like a million they, uh, points. I, I, so I don't get it from Richard. I think they're terrible. Like, I don't care if they shoot me. I don't care if they charge me. I like don't just, care about them enough to kill them. I guys, just don't care about Hearthguard. Just uh, take like twelve, to fifteen bikes. <laughs> yep. Take nine Thunderkins. Eight or Thunderkin. nine. Thunderkin. Thunderkin is sick. Take nine Thunderkin. Take one or two land fortresses. Take a call, take either a Forge Master or a Grimnir. You pick. I don't give a shit. That's your list. You will win games. <laughs> you go, will win games. Go Emir or Thurian League. If you want to go Thurian League, it's because you want to be a baller and take uh, High King Diddly Do. Uh, one of the gu- super guns, the Magna yeah. Rifles on the. Uthar the, the Destined, right? Yeah, and then, yeah. yes. And then you get then you take a Magna Rifle on your big boy, so you kill everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he kills everything in close combat because he's actually a boss in close combat. Yep. Um, well, he's or five. Five circus for you. He's great. Yeah, and then you go, or you go Amir, and you just you know kill people with uh, beams and zerkers, and you live that life, and you your bikes do all the work for you, guys. Like it's not hard, but you're at the same time, it, like when you can only play basically one of two ways, and they're almost the exact same way anyway. Yeah. Like it's not and, the most fun thing. And then the secondaries are great. Like oh, the secondaries are awful. Yeah, they're god awful. They might. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have another tier list where I just rank the set, like the faction secondaries and the faction potential secondaries. <laughs> that could be a very fun one. Uh, but uh, I do. I do agree with this B tier. So right now, um, from the bottom, D tier comprised of Imperial Fists, White Scars, Death Watch, Admech, and Thousand Sons. C tier consists of Raven Guards, Salamanders, Chaos Space Marines, Tyranids, Death Guard, Imperial Knights, Drakari, Ultramarines, Necrons, and Sisters. And Tau, that is quite extensive now. And then B tier is Harlequins, Blood Angels, Grey Knights, Black Templars, and Votan. What does that leave us for the A tier? So A tier, uh, we'll start with Adeptus Custodes. Um, they, I think, at the beginning of Arcs, there was a like they there was a little bit of talk that they, this might have been an S tier army after we saw Liam Hackett go, you know, all all the way in with Solar Watch. That does still seem to be like the list. Uh, the Solar Watch, twenty or thirty wardens mm-hmm. plus whatever else. Um, it's got great legs. It's an amazing list. It, it's definitely like an A tier list. We've seen them hit T Whip eleven times. They've mm-hmm. gone undefeated nine. Their average first round loss is uh, two point one, which is 
um, in that range where I'm like, this is a good army. Like they're yeah. definitely slightly above average. Um, and that's, I think the big differential here from previous times when I've been following the meta is like, there's a big gap and you see it even in the win rates, uh, which I know is kind of where GW mostly focuses. Like you go from Tau at a 43 and then the next best army is at like a 47 or 48. Like we yeah. skip several percentage points. Um, and that's not the best, um, uh, and really anything below a 46 or 40, uh, 47, you need to be looking at because there's something really wrong. Uh, anyway, Custodes, you know, 51, 52% win rate. They've got that 2.1 average first round loss. Their T-Whip is, um, uh, they make up like, what, uh, 5% of T-Whip. They're 7% of the field. Like, very solid. Very solid A-tier army. Um, they have more than one build. Solar Watch. They really do. You can run Emperor's Chosen still because yeah. you can four up people to death and you Absolutely. get that little wound protection and everything. Like it's good. Yeah, I, I think they're more well-rounded than people think. I still think Caladius is extremely powerful as well. The fact put, putting him in reserve for free, just uh, yes. I, and, and they need no buffs, so they don't need to walk on to be in any aura ranges or anything. They just come on and just start dunking. I think and they outrange Lehman Russes and exactly, yeah. dude, spot on, spot on, man. They outrange so many of their contemporaries. Mm-hmm. but it needs to be the right metal. Like you can't just take that into Deathwing and think you're going to do anything. No, no, you can't. And that's, a, that's kind of the, the problem is yes. that, that really for everybody is Deathwing. It must, um, it must be this tall to contend with Deathwing and so few armies can actually do it. Yeah. Uh, next up space wolves. Um, once again, like a 51% win rate, slightly better average first round loss of 2.13. Uh, they also are only one third of like the custodies meta in terms of yep. popularity, but they, you know, they've, they've still make up 4% of T whip. They're uh, like the T whip ratio is 1.5, which is mm. amazing. Um, Cause like that, even though they have that smaller crew, they're putting up results, really um, good results. I mean, we've seen Brad Chester pull them out and generally yeah, yeah. like a good way to tell if an army's good is who's playing them. Well, um, they also went undefeated at, Cher- at Rocky Mountain this past they weekend. Yes. There were two undefeated army- armies and yeah, it was Orcs and Space Wolves. Orcs um, and Space Wolves, yeah. And they are the army that gets the most free stuff. Like yes. by far. There are there are people who've been claiming that they're playing approximately three thousand points of Nephilim oh, yeah. in, the in amount a two thousand free- point game now. The amount of free melta they get, the amount oh, it's, of, it's obscene. It's absolutely obscene, mate. Like, I mean, I I the list I'm running at this RTT I'm coming up on the weekend, I have twenty what, twenty-six free inferno pistols. Yikes. But like uh space wolves like beat that, right? Mm. Like, and they do it in style. And whirlwind of rage is still incredible. And then whether you go born heroes or say stalwart or something for your secondary, it's it's amazing. And you fish yeah. for those sixes, you can put out mortals, like they have so much play. Yeah, Space Wolf's definitely there. Next up, I would say in the A tier is Orcs. Yeah, We've seen nice. them in some really big events, mostly with, like, off pressure lists, but there's been some other stuff out there. Um, you know, 52.5% win rate, 2.15 for their average first loss. Mm-hmm. You know, they've had 14 lists go uh, into T Whip, seven undefeated. Really good numbers there. Chaos Demons. Nice. Same place as Orcs. Almost identical across the board in stats. But, yeah, slightly the, better win rate. If you uh, notice, so far the last, so the last two is where we're really starting to see armies with phenomenal secondary games take to the yeah, floor. Yeah, and yeah, oh yeah, that's the other thing about orcs that we didn't mention was yeah. how good their yeah. secondaries are. Chaos demons in the same boat, fifty-three percent win rate, two point one five on that average first loss, seven percent of T whip. They make up seven percent, six percent of the field. So you know, like one point two, one point three for their uh, T whip ratio. Mm-hmm. Awesome stuff. 
Um, and now we're going to get into uh, the next one I'll bring up because I think the next couple that'll be in A tier might be a little uh, controversial. Statistically. <laughs> they probably should be S tier armies, but yep. being held back by, I believe, the fact that our player base is bad. Um, the next one in A tier, I would say, is World Leaders because um, they have come out very strong. They have some of the best secondaries in the game. They have the best secondary game in the game. They, I, I strongly believe that. Uh, but I do believe the last three factions are the three best. Oh, sorry. And there's one more. Three, three of the top four best secondary yeah. games. But like an average first loss already of 2.18. They, wow. They make up, uh, you know, 2.5% of the field, but there's 3.5% of T whip. Like they've had seven lists go undefeated mm. in events already. And they're terrifying. And they're so scary, man. They really are like you like there like there are definitely they're definitely binary um, in that there are some lists that just shoot them before yep. they can do what they want to do. But if they if you have like as a Blood Angels player, like I'm just like I need you to get within six inches and stop moving for me to have a chance <laughs> to do anything yeah. to, to yeah. you, right? Because yeah. otherwise you're just gonna beat me on secondary. Because mm-hmm. um, even when I kill you, you're you're winning. Like, mm-hmm. um, and I don't like that. Uh, but anyway, like world leaders, the next two that I would say are statistically A tier armies. Uh, you know what? One of them for sure is an A tier army statistically. The other one, there's a strong argument for S tier. Yeah. Uh, from certain stats, is guard. So this is one that, like, when you read the guard codex, specifically when you read uh, what Carskins can do and you read what Finials can do, mm-hmm. there's no reason why they should not be an S tier army, in uh, my opinion. There are two constants. There are two constants in 40k, apart from death and taxes, and that the, the Emperor is is dead, um, is that uh, Orcs and Ashtamil Time can never be S tier. Like it's because well, the like, base yeah. is too extensive, and so many of the players do not care about playing mm-hmm. the good models or playing uh, in, in, a, in a competitive fashion. There yeah. are so many people who are just treadheads and will just bring their bane blade regardless of the terrain. And the bane blade's not else. even bad at them right Dude, now. It's, it, but <laughs> it's, it's the same for like uh, orcs. People just, yeah. just like, cool, I'm just going to bring my Gorkonaut. And, uh, you know, these people kind of tank the win rates pretty significantly. And But somehow, yeah. So they're like guard, they make up. Uh, almost 10% of the player base now. And please don't think that was a negative remark. I love all of you players that they, they do that. You guys are amazing. So uh, uh, all the guard players uh, finally came back out of the woodwork because their book's good. They make up a little over almost 7.5% of the field right now. They make up 10% of T-Whip. Um, yep. So that's very strong um, given... Like they like the only There's only one faction with more that take up more T-Whip than, uh, than guard. Um, but you know they're also a big portion of the field, so it kind of yeah. evens out that way. Yeah. A fifty-one percent win rate, so less than demons, less than mm-hmm. orcs, mm-hmm. Um, less than custodies. But they've had thirteen players go undefeated. Um, they've hit T whip nineteen times. Um, they've hit G whip, which is a uh, games and winning position, which is kind of a more something I haven't talked about, but it's a, a more granular look. So yeah. events go longer. Not only did you go four and zero, you went five and zero, six and zero, seven and zero. Like it yep. adds up. Um, Thirty four uh, games in winning position, which is the only. There's only one faction with more than that in the game right now. Like if it wasn't for the fact that their win rate is so low and their average first losses, and by low, it's uh, like a fifty one point five and a two point one seven. Like they they have all the makings of an S tier faction. Mm-hmm. They should be an X tier S tier faction. They're they're just 
too popular to be honest <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes yeah. Um, I, I love that they're uh they're a victim of their own popularity i think that's hilarious uh what is the other one you're alluding to so this one and i'm going to put it in s tier because of its win rate alone um is iron hands Okay. Iron Hands only has an average first loss of 2.14. So it's less than Orcs. It's less than Chaos Demons. It's less than Guard. It's less than World Eaters. It's less than several other factions, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, its T-Whip is uh, 6%. They make up 3.5% of the field. Okay. So that's a 1.65 ratio, which is amazing. Amazing, it's, yeah. And that that bumps. that is one of the reasons why they bump up probably into my S tier. But more importantly, their win rate's almost 55%. Yes. Um, that's, and that's... for me, anything over a 54 is a problem is a problem. And they mm-hmm. like, they are just over that limit. So where chaos demons are at like a 53, the iron hands being at a 54 and a half, um, they definitely fall into, this is problematic. And we, we knew it was going to happen when, um, you were allowed to, <clears throat> to stay in dev doctrine. Exactly. Right. Yeah, that, that plus Codex like, Warfare has. Uh, yes. So not only do they get to stay in Dev Doctrine, where it activates their whole army, they get to get fifteen points for for doing it. <laughs> yes, they get co- they get like easy access to Codex Warfare, um, and then honestly, like you know, they they're a great close combat army that's even better in shooting, and uh, yeah, so like this was bound to happen. We knew they were going mm-hmm. to be problematic. It's just mm-hmm. there are a couple of factions that were more problematic that we also I think kind of expected. Uh, um, so yeah, so Iron Hands is, is, is like, I'd call it an S tier army. Mm-hmm. Um, the next faction that I would say is an S tier f- faction and probably just below Iron Hands, despite having a better average first round loss, um, is Craft World Eldar. Wow. There we go. I was waiting to see where this happened. Um, I, I, I thought there were going to be an upper A tier. So and tell us about this data could, set. What's put them in S tier? You could make that argument. Like someone could say, like, I think they're an ATR army, and I would be like, cool, you win. Um, you always do. But um <laughs> their average first loss, it's it goes to two point two one, which it like it breaks a, a barrier to me. Like I said, two point three is extremely problematic. Two point anything over a two point two for me is when I start to go like, okay, they have a fifty-four percent win rate, which is another factor where I start to say, hey, we have a problem here. Yep, yep. Um, they they do make a, they basically have a one to one ratio of field uh, representation to T whip. That's kind of like the one thing that would keep them from really being into that echelon of S tier. And why, mm. if you said I think they're A tier, like it's cool with me. But what we've seen is that that Hail of Doom list puts out enough damage um, when you combine it with something tanky um like an avatar of, or just uh or go like an Asserman um uh like aspect warrior build yeah um where like it's it's just a crippling amount of firepower exactly. shroud runners Absolutely. shroud runners basically guarantee you on a secondary yes in addition, that they are they are a legitimate great counter to a bunch of the other chaos demons, uh, guard and orcs. Both loathe that unit. They do extremely well oh, in those matchups. That their stratagem, the like whatever it is, the filament mine or whatever the mm-hmm. heck it's called, I can't remember now. I have played into that stratagem a few times before shroud runners were considered playable because there's a guy locally that loves them and has loved mm-hmm. them. And I remember the first time he hit me with it, I was like. What are you talking about? When he said what it did, I was like, you don't have that in your book. 
that doesn't That's exist. <laughs> it's baloney. Yeah. <laughs> why are why doesn't everybody run these? And then I saw oh, man. and I was like, yeah. oh, that's why. That's but why. But now, <laughs> yep. I think they're phenomenal. I think oh, they're yeah. one of the best things in that book. Um, is the uh, did the Crawford Eldar stats encapsulate the Yanari stats also? Uh, yes, they're in, they're included in there. Yeah, beauty. Um, so yeah, what else is in Estia? Um, well, this is where we get to kind of. So we have uh, uh, Craft World Eldar. Then I would say Iron Hands is the next one. Yeah, uh, and then we have the two actual factual problems in the game right yes. now. The, the two actual standouts. It's not even questionable how yeah. much better these are than everybody else. But and in like what they, order? Yeah, I'm interested they, to see what order you put them in. Um. So, I'm going to say Gene Steeler Cults are number two. Oh, you're going to piss some people off. And that's fine. Uh, uh, it's true, you don't. They have the best win rate in the game. It's a 58% win rate right now um, in GT play, which is massive. It's not as bad as we've seen with other factions. Um, but yeah, 58% win rate, 2.46 for their average first round loss. Mm-hmm. And it's literally, uh, I don't want to say it's it's just one unit because it's not. It's the fact that they have phenomenally good secondaries. They're one of the hardest armies in the game to alpha strike, as mm-hmm. in like versus Iron Hands, versus Rotan, versus Guard. They just, versus Craftwood Elder, they just have such great interplay at not getting swamped. In addition, Orcs as well. Orcs can't come within range of the blips. Turn one. So mm-hmm. they go. They just have such a good game into other into their contemporaries into their peers. And yeah, like I said, jackals. Jackals are busted. Jackals are busted. Um, demolition charges in general are yeah. an absolute like aberration. Um, it's and we're seeing multiple builds. We're seeing like neophyte spam do amazingly yep. well. Yep. We're starting um, to see the transports come back to the fore as well. Yeah, we see Dustin Henshaw doing extremely well yep. running. Eric Lathurus's last loose as well also had five transports. Yep. So he he running trucks and Goliaths both yep. and having, you know, 25, 30 demo charges in a list mm-hmm. is not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's with running only like 10 or 15 uh, bikes instead of running the max 30 like we've seen with most lists. Um, but yeah, 58% win rate is... Is problematic. Uh, Two point four six average first round loss is an issue. The only uh, only good thing is that uh, in, in most people can't afford the models. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, most it's, it's it's a very hard army to play. It's got a very yeah. high, very extremely high skill ceiling. I would argue that maybe Harlequins and GSC are the two hardest factions in the game to play at the moment. Yeah, and at least to remember all the rules for it. To, to remember um, all the rules and convey them appropriately so you're not just playing absolute gotcha hammer. Not that I'm, I'm definitely not saying anybody is. Um, but interesting, tell me why you've put Dark Angels above them. Well, part of it is the T-Whip um, and, and, and average first-round loss is the other part. So T-Whip, they make up 3% of the field. They are 5% of T-Whip. So it's only a, a little over 5. It's at 5.5%. So they are... Uh, roughly a 1.8 T-Whip ratio, which is amazing. Yes. It's, it's very good. I have definitely seen way better in the past, mm-hmm. uh, but it's especially once you get to these lower uh, play rates factions, it's not too hard to get uh, a 2 or whatever. Still, 1.8 is respectable. They've had only 5 people go undefeated. They've hit a, a, a T-Whip 11 times. Um, you know, this is 11 times out of 90 players. So it's, mm. you know, it's like 10% of their player base is doing it. More than 10% is doing it. Um, um, Dark Angels, except in win rate, are just pulling up numbers better across the board. And it's because it's easy. It's, like a, it's a brain dead faction to play. It's easy. Yes. So You're they make boring. a boring. 
they are the faction that has the highest T-Whip share in the game. They're only 5% of, of the field, unlike guards like 7.5. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yet they beat guard in T-Whip at, at yep. 11.2. Yep. Uh, they're at thirteen percent of G whip. So when the when the events go longer, they they do even better. They do even better. Yeah, their ratio right. is at a two point two. So that's definitely in like the uh, in the higher that I've seen. Their average first loss is two point five two, um, which like to to put into perspective. I talked about how like old Iron Hands and Raven Guard got into that like three range, mm-hmm. um, but like uh, when. Over a long period of time, Iron Hands basically was between a 2.5 and a 2.6 for the majority of their time as a problem. Um, Inari, before that, which had been kind of considered the big problem yep. uh, prior, um, they had a, like a brief window where they were amazing. But like when people still complained about them for months, they were at about a 2.3. Um, so being at a 2.52 is is extreme. They've had 23 people hit T-Whip. It's... Um, it's like 15% of their player base can at least uh, 15% of the people one in six, one in seven players that play uh, dark angels are at least going to go four and all. Yeah. Um, that's, that's wild. That's right. wild. They've had 13 people go undefeated. So uh, mm-hmm. just under 10, 9% of the, of the people that bring it. So one in 11 people will just go undefeated at an event. Uh, roll roll the dice, everybody. That's, that's pretty good odds. So, and it's really like, and whenever I talk to anybody, like, and I, I talk to, uh, you know, 40k players all the time, all levels. But when I like talk to like a lot of the better players and they tell me they beat a Dark Angels list, it's inevitably well the guy played like a buffoon or the guy <laughs> like didn't bother with objectives or he only had 25 or 30 terminators, so I was able to kill them, right? And like I and then I talk to some guys that are just like, well, I want to play the Raven Wing because at least there's counterplay. It feels bad to run. 45 terminators and it's not to say that 45 or 50 terminators is a is a completely brain dead list um because i i've watched very good players play it when you can play it perfectly it's it's devastating right um because most lists can only kill 30 right like a lot of the best lists for any other faction you still have 60 wounds of terminators left on the board when they're done it's it's just but it's just a stats check and that's that's yep. all it is it's just the most extreme stats check that we have at the moment it's the second most extreme we've probably seen this addition maybe leviathan nids or even crusher was the only other one that was mm-hmm. a bigger stats check um and it's oh my god i can't tell you how boring it is uh, i played it so i played it for about the first six weeks of the codex when the codex mm-hmm. first came out and i've never played a predominantly deathwing list again and i played it only I've only played Dark Angels up until literally the last two months, and it's it's if you're playing it right now, I hope you're finding your fun where you can. Hope you're finding your kicks because I it literally puts me to sleep. I'd rather be doing anything else. Yeah, it's not. It's like I I did a little, like a competitive innovations for Goonhammer recently, where I kind of mm-hmm. went to town on a on the a couple of the Dark Angels lists that were in the thing because. <laughs> To me, and this is no knock on the players themselves, because I've I said it in those articles, like they're great players, and I know yeah. they are. Um, but it's just like it's. I think one of the things I said was people that are playing this game are basically playing single player Warhammer. Like it's that's been, like yeah. they're you move up your twenty or thirty of your Deathwing into your opponent's deployment zone. Uh, turn two, you do Chaplain so that yep. uh, you can charge everything. And then if they somehow manage to clear them out, whether it's because your iron hands are guard and you just have enough firepower to do it, you still have 15 to 20 Terminators plus character support sitting Correct. in the back waiting, right? Correct. 
Um, one, one of the biggest one of the biggest pieces is the fact that you have such good character support. Like if you lost, like if you had to take a regular apothecary, not the one on the bike, that could zip to whichever place you're trying to invest in, like whichever yep. place you're trying to dig him out on. Cool. If they didn't have a minus one damage banner, cool. If they didn't have two of the best characters in the game, I mean talent masters, and then you can take two of them. Cool. There are so many things here that are better. But then again, I've seen players who take the 40 and sometimes 50 Terminators and uh, do even less and win games. You know? yeah. uh, yep. but dude, that's, that's sometimes I'm standing in the middle of the board and taking over the moment and uh, stubborn defiance. Yep. Not the best option, but you almost max points just doing but that, right? By so. golly, you get the, the number goes up. You know, yep. and That's all we're here to see, right? We're here to put our little war dollies on the table and watch the numbers go up. But uh, there's one faction you actually haven't mentioned yet, which is Renegade Knights, mate. Have you, oh, you yeah, because I forgot all about them. Um, no, I was going to talk about them when we were talking in that. Um, uh, this is my favorite faction at the moment for a multitude of reasons. But And I would say they're, they're a low B-tier faction. Their average... Yeah. And they should have been at the bottom of B tier. They have a 1.77 average first round loss, which isn't great, but they have a 47% win rate. Uh, they've hit T whip a couple times, or a few mm-hmm. times. They've had, they've been undefeated a couple times. Um, they're actually putting up they're putting up slightly better numbers uh, from a win rate perspective, significantly better numbers um, than their imperial counterparts. So. There you go. How interesting. It's almost like so. Imperial Knights is a very linear army now that people have sussed it out. Um, it really only does. You, you read the list, and you pretty much, if you've played knights before, you understand just about everything it can it can do to you. Where renegade knights is, man, it's always just ripping the 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 roulette table. Are you going to be black or red? Are you going to roll, you know, in the teens or whatever? Yeah, it's just it's always wild. But anyway, that is our. Unless there's any other factions you've forgotten, mate. Uh, I believe that's everybody. Beautiful. So, starting with our D tier, we have Imperial Fists, White Scars, Death Watch, Admech, and Thousand Suns. C tier consists of Raven Guard, Salamanders, Chaos Space Marines, Tyranids, Death Guard, Imperial Knights, Drakari, Ultramarines, Necrons, Sisters, and Tau. B tier is Renegade Knights, Harlequins, Blood Angels, Grey Knights, Black Templars, and Leagues of Votan. A tier is Custodes. Space Wolves, Orcs, Chaos Demons, World Eaters, Astra Militarum, and then C tier, Craftworld Eldar, Iron Hands, Genestil Cult, and Dark Angels. I will note that our last, the last time we did this, I'm just going to do a quick count. We had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 factions out of, I think, 32 in the top two tiers, as in A tier and S tier. And now we only have 10. So we've, uh, we've lost quite a few of the. Uh, Things have been distributed down the ladder mm-hmm. more than more than up is what I'm reading there, um, which makes a lot of sense. Arctic Bowman is extremely polarizing in so many different ways. But, dude, that's going to bring us to the end of this episode. Anything else you'd like to mention about the rankings about the ladder before we close out? Nope, I hate them. <laughs> that's fair. Um, we're going to discuss our thoughts on Arctic Bowman and the current state of the factions over on part two i hope you will join us we've got some awesome questions to answer from our patrons and also a very spicy very flashy new discord server was just launched on uh on the the back end of things if you want to get involved with that come over to art of war down under over on patreon which is the only way and only place you can find the part two of this episode plug the things my falcon uh come to falcon in june june 10th and 11th monkton new brunswick be here hang out with me um and other cool people. I'm sure there'll be more than me, but I'm, I'm the coolest. And uh, easily go to goonhammer.com. It's a cool website. Sometimes I do articles, other times I just read everybody else's articles and think 
these cool people are better at writing than I am. Um, but they're not you, and therefore not as cool. And uh, listen to Adam talk on like the nine podcasts he's on. Although Forge Narrative has decided to go on hiatus because you're a bunch of jerks. Um, uh, Paul Murphy uh, produced and was on that podcast every week for ten years, and he's decided to have a well-earned break. Adam. And then we're going to start the second season of Forge Narrative. Okay, Adam, I don't know if you years. understand. Maybe it's a Paul Murphy problem, but ten years is not a season. That's that's foolishness. Have you met Paul? <laughs> Is, I mean, yes, he is a slow talker. But that was, like, get out of here. This is season two. No, 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 but that's the joke. That's, that's the joke. The joke. The joke is it's the end of the first season of the show. Reforge the narrative. I that's, get it. That's right. We're gonna we're gonna reforge that narrative. Anyway, thank you so much for coming on, brother. Hopefully, you'll join us over on part two. Hope hope you've enjoyed this faction ladder update. And yeah, see you soon. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under, a content review podcast for Warhammer 40K, hosted by Adam Camilleri, produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under, signing out from tomorrow. Tomorrow.